and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Back in December, I was looking at the upcoming year and trying to schedule podcasts and thinking about topics that people would want to hear that we hadn't really covered before because we have done 65 episodes now and you start to run out of things. And so I was thinking, winter, what are some of the messages that we normally try to get out there to the community during the winter? And for us, it tends to be frozen pipes and space heater safety. Our first guest is Doug Powell. Doug is the general manager for the James City Service Authority. Welcome, Doug. Thank you, Renee. We're also joined by Kenny Driscoll, the fire marshal for James City County. And this is Kenny's third visit to the podcast, right? Yes. Okay, well, we are glad you are here. I'm hoping what happens is we're going to record this podcast and then it's going to be 60 degrees every day from now until the spring, but that's probably not going to be the case. Doug, we're going to start with you. This is your first time. That's right. Can you give us a brief description of what the service authority is? The James City Service Authority is the water and wastewater provider for James City County. We provide services in what is known as the primary service area, uh, which is a geographical part of the county, and we have about uh, 23,000 water customers and about 23,000 sewer customers. Okay, let's talk frozen pipes. What should people do to prevent frozen pipes? Well, frozen pipes can cause a big problem. Uh, If a frozen pipe breaks, it can cause flooding. It can create structural damage, and it can even be an immediate problem as far as the potential for mold. Uh, Frozen pipes can result in thousands of dollars worth of damage. Wow. The pipes most at risk are those that are in unheated interior spaces, such as basements, crawl spaces, attics, and garages. But even pipes running through cabinets or exterior walls can freeze. Okay. Typically, the outdoor temperature where you begin to worry about uninsulated pipes is 20 degrees. But the good news is that there are things you can do to prevent frozen pipes, both before the winter hits and during cold weather. Okay. Uh, Before winter hits, there are several things that everyone should do to prepare. Uh, First is everyone should know the location of their water main shutoff. This is the valve that's located somewhere in the garage or the house. Uh, where water from the street first enters your home. Uh, There is also JCSA's water line shutoff valve located in the meter box, uh, which is usually out closer to the street. Okay. And if you are unable to secure your water in your house, then you can go out to the meter box and try to turn the water off there. Okay. If you're still unable to shut off the water, then you should call the James City Service Authority and we would respond as quickly as we can. And do you have folks available on call 24 hours a day? We do. Yes, okay. absolutely. Once you've located that, the, the next thing th- to consider is to insulate the pipes that you have in crawl spaces in your attic and other unheated spaces. Again, remember that the exposed pipes are the ones that are the most susceptible to freezing. Okay. Uh, you can use heat tape or thermostatically controlled heat cable to wrap those pipes. Okay. Be sure to use products that are only approved by an independent uh, testing organization, such as Underwriters Laboratory, and only use the product for its intended purpose and follow the manufacturer's installation and operating instructions. Okay, good guidelines. Another thing you can do is to seal leaks that allow cold air inside. Eliminate cold air sources near water lines. Look for air leaks around your crawl spaces, uh, wiring, dryer vents, pipes, and things along those lines. You can also use caulk and insulation to keep the cold out. And then lastly, disconnect all your garden hoses, and if possible, use an indoor valve shutoff and drain your pipes leading to outside faucets. Okay. Or you can install an insulated faucet cover. Okay. So those are the things you do before the cold weather hits. Okay. 
once cold weather hits, then there's several other things that you should do. All right. One is that you should keep your heat on. Um, <laughs> and you should keep the thermostat set at the same temperature both day and night. Okay. Another is that you can open up your kitchen and bathroom cabinet doors to allow the warmer air to circulate around the plumbing. Now, Doug, I have to tell you, I was hoping that you were going to say that that was not helpful because it annoys me because <laughs> my dear husband will leave all of our cupboard doors open, So that, but you should do that. It, it is helpful, but you should also remember if you have small children mm-hmm. and oh, you true. have uh, any chemicals or cleaning supplies or those types of things in those cabinets, you might want to take those out and put them somewhere else if you're going to have those cabinet doors open for a period of time. Excellent point. You can also let water drip from the faucet. That obviously is counter to what we would normally right. tell you because it's counter to our goal of conservation. But in a time of extreme cold weather, it can be effective in helping prevent a frozen pipe. Okay. And then I guess the last thing I would say, make sure you keep your garage door closed. And again, what is that temperature that people should pay attention to? Outdoor temperature of 20 degrees is when you would normally start to worry about your uninsulated pipes. What about irrigation systems? What should you do for that? Yes. Irrigation pipes are typically not buried very deep, which makes them even more susceptible to freezing in the wintertime. I recommend that anyone who has an irrigation system winterize it every fall draining all the water from the lines. That will prevent them from freezing and and breaking. Uh, A leak in an irrigation line can sometimes go undetected for a long period of time, and it can result in a very high water bill. Sure. So uh, I think it's important to winterize your irrigation system. Okay. Now, a lot of times people in our community will go away on vacation during Mm -hmm. the winter, Mm -hmm. go down to Florida or someplace a little bit warmer than here. (laughs) What should they do? First, I would say don't ever set your thermostat below 55 degrees. Okay. Never below 55 degrees. Uh, I would also suggest that if you're going to be gone for a period of time, that you ask a friend or a neighbor to periodically check on your house. And then the other thing you can consider is you can actually just turn off your water. Okay. Uh, You can turn off the water to your house and then turn it back on when you come back. The only caveat with that is that if you do have a house with a fire protection sprinkler system, then you would deactivate that sprinkler system if you turn off the water to the house. And that would not be good. All right. So let's say that there was a sudden cold snap that nobody was prepared for and the temperature went down and you wake up and you don't have any water pressure for some reason and you realize that you have a busted pipe. What do you do? Well, there are a couple things. First of all, if you've turned your faucet on and nothing comes out, leave the faucet in the on position and go shut off your main water valve. Okay. And call a plumber. Don't ever try to thaw a pipe with a torch or an open flame. Okay. You can use a hairdryer. Okay. If you do have frozen pipes that haven't actually burst, once they've thawed, then you can turn the water back on slowly and then check for leaks. Okay. If your pipe has actually burst, then the best thing to do is to, again, turn off the water at the main shutoff valve, but leave the faucets on. Okay. And then the uh, other thing I would emphasize is if, if you do have a situation where the pipe is burst and you have standing water in your house, please don't use any electrical appliance near that standing water. All right. Good point. You'd mentioned the open flame and trying to defrost a pipe that way. That can't be good for the fire side of the house either, I'm assuming. Right, Kenny? Certainly not because uh, pipes are typically in confined spaces near uh, things that will burn. So okay. obviously using torches or open flames could lead to a fire. So Kenny, are fires more common in the winter? 
Yes, they are. According to the National Fire Protection Association, December, January, and February are your most active fire months involving heating appliances. Okay. Also, according to the NFPA, more than 20,000 residential fires a year are associated with space heaters, causing more than 300 deaths. Wow. And according to the Consumer Product Safety Commission, 6,000 people go to ERs associated with heater injuries. Okay. And you're talking just regular little space heaters that you can buy at a local department store. That's correct. Okay. So we have to be really careful with those. So what are some safety techniques? If you do need to use a space heater, what are some things that you should do? You should know that that space heaters are only for supplemental heat to help heat up a cool space. They're not to be used for uh, warming bedding, drying clothes, or thawing pipes. Okay. You should always follow the manufacturer's instructions when you set up and use your space heater. Always use newer models with uh, current safety features on them. And as Doug uh, mentioned, use only equipment that is UL listed. Okay. You should locate the space heater on a flat level surface away from high traffic areas. And you always place it at least three feet away from anything that can burn. And that includes curtains, magazines, anything Papers, like that. furniture, that sort of thing. Okay. Yes, correct. Another thing, you should make sure that the heater is off before you leave or you go to bed at night. Okay. They should always be attended. And as always, for anything, you make sure your smoke alarms are working and test those monthly. And again, do not use them for thawing pipes. Okay. Another thing that you should be concerned about in the wintertime is making sure that your chimneys are well-maintained. So Ah. make sure they are inspected and cleaned periodically. And I think that that's another example of something you can do off-season. That during the fall or even during the summer, you can get your chimney inspected, taken care of while you're out, you know, wrapping up your pipes and getting all of that taken care of. That's correct. All right. What about kerosene heaters? Kerosene heaters or unvented heaters are not to be used in sleeping areas. You should not use those at all in sleeping areas. And they are prohibited in hotels, apartments, boarding houses, and assisted living facilities. You should not use them in sleeping rooms, bathrooms, toilet rooms, or storage rooms. Okay. These are typically places that uh, you'll be sleeping or they will be unattended. Okay. And of course, candles. I know that we're getting ready to possibly have some snow this weekend, and it's supposed to be a heavy, wet snow if we get it, which means power lines could come down. Candles are always year-round, I would imagine, a fire concern. Yes, they are. Make sure they are on a stable base and they are never left unattended. Okay. But even better, flashlights, things like that instead. That's correct. All right. Uh, You should check your electric space heaters before you use them for any damage to the plugs or wiring. And if they are damaged, do not use them. And also make sure you plug your electric space heater directly into the wall, not into an extension cord or a power strip is that? They can overheat an extension cord or power strip and cause a fire. That's good to know. All right. What else? Anything else you'd all like to talk about? I would just add that if any of the listeners have any questions, they feel free to call the James City Service Authority okay. uh, or also the Building and Safety and Permits Division with the county. All right. And what's your telephone number at the Service Authority? During regular business hours, our number is 253 For after hours, you can call 566-0112. Okay, great. And how about with you, Kenny? What number should people call to get in touch with the fire marshal's office? Then call 220-0626. But of course, if there's an actual fire going on. 911. 911. All right. Well, thank you all so much for being here. But as you know, it's not over. I have a couple of questions to ask. They are to help... 
folks get to know you a little bit better. Are y'all game? Let's go. Sure. Okay. If you had access to a time machine, where would you go? Kenny, we'll start with you. The 80s, of course. (laughs) It really was the best time. Yes, it was. All right. How about you, Doug? I'd like to go about 100 years into the future. Oh, that's good. Just to see how things turned out. All right. Very good. All right, Doug, since this is your first podcast, Uh I'm going to be nice to you. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about your kids. Okay. I have three children, three girls. Oldest is just turned 18. That's amazing. We'll be going to college uh, next year. And middle daughter is a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. And my youngest is in sixth grade, just started middle school. Okay. Now, I can't be completely nice. I've got to ask the zombie question, right, Kenny? That's right. Zombies are coming. Mm -hmm. And we're, of course, going to win. But we have to have teams to be able to beat the zombies. So pick... Three people that would be on your zombie team. They can be real. They can be fictitious. They can be living, dead. Sky's the limit. Well, my we were just talking about my daughters. My middle daughter is a big fan of all the Marvel superheroes. Oh, so good. I'm I'm gonna get them on my team. All right, very now. But which ones? Do you have any specific ones? All of them. All of them. <laughs> Doug said, "Forget your rule." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all of them. Very good. Well, I think that's good then. I think you are set. All right. Now, Kenny, I'm coming back to you because you have been on twice before. It's time now for you to get a difficult question. And it is, let's pretend that you get to choose two new parents for you, but they have to be celebrities. Who would your parents be? Well, I understand Cary Grant was a family man, so I would choose him for a father. And TV's June Cleaver. June Cleaver. Very good. She always had the boys back. (laughs) She did. All right. Well, I know that I'm going to have both of you back. We definitely want to have you come back on, Doug, to talk a little bit more about water, because that is something that is definitely an issue that we have talked about here in the county and definitely want to hear back from you. And Kenny, believe it or not, fireworks are coming up again. Grilling's coming up again. And we'll definitely want to have you back on. Certainly. And I'll be back. All right. Well, great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe. That way you will find out whenever we've released a new episode. You'll also want to go to our county's webpage, jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you'll be able to find all of our episodes, as well as a form that will let you give us feedback, tell us what you like, what you don't like, ideas for future episodes and guests would love to hear from you. So again, thank you so much. And we'll talk with you next week.